want to talk to you about, I look this way because the live stream picks up. You guys want to look at that, that's fine. I've got to look this way. Paul's personal prayer requests, that's what we're going to talk about. What can we learn from them? People say, how do you, how do you pray? How do you learn to pray? Well, you go to the Bible. You go to the Bible. The Bible's got all kinds of prayers in it, right? Elijah prayed, Elijah prayed, they all pray. So you go and you see how they pray. How they, how they David pray? Ooh, David was a prayer. He could communicate with God. In other words, those aren't just the prayers of the Bible are not just prayers. They're prayers that got God's attention. I don't want to pray. I want to get God's attention in prayer. I don't want to just say a bunch of words and go down, feel good about it, you know, but have God ignore it. I want God to hear me. I, I want to cry out and the Lord hear me, deliver me out of all my trouble. So this righteous cry and the Lord hear and deliver them all the trouble. So you go, you go and you find out what the what the Bible Bible people prayed and how they prayed, and you say, I can pray like that. Because you can open your Bible and pray the same thing they did, if it fits. So in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Through 20, we're going to see here the prayer method, at least in this particular case. And for your sake, I'll read it. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. There's a lot of alls there, amen. And for me, this is his request, and for me. Paul, what would you like me to pray for? And for me, number one, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may, number two, open my mouth boldly, number three, to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, he was imprisoned, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Speak boldly, Paul, the apostle, asking for boldness. I just got to stop a second and go, what? If anything, I thought he would not ask for, it would be boldness. If anything, I would think he would ask maybe to tone it down a little. No. He said that I may be bold. And so bold does not mean necessarily rude, though it possibly could mean that, to the unsaved. Because like somebody said, there's no good way of telling someone they're going to die and go to hell without Christ. There's no, there's no easy way of telling somebody they've been wrong their whole life. If you're talking to a 60-year-old about the gospel, they have to understand before they can get saved, they have to admit they've been wrong for 60 years. And maybe their mom and dad were wrong, and maybe their grandpa and grandpa were wrong, and maybe their great-grandpa and grandpa were wrong. That takes a lot of humility. That takes a lot of humility. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. If you don't humble yourself, you're not going to be saved. And so I've seen Roman Catholics contemplate salvation after I give them the gospel, and they're like, well, man, if I pray, if, if this is right, then what I've been you know, going six times a week to church and all that, that's not right. And then all them people that went with me, are deceived, and it begins to cave in on them. Like, man, there's a lot of people out there deceived. Yeah, right. That's why Jesus said, few be there that find it, narrows the way, leads to life. If you believe Jesus knew what he was talking about, you have to agree with that. So, let me do a quick analysis of those verses real 
Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching there too with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Number one, praying always, consistently praying. Praying always does not mean you're necessarily praying all the time. But it does mean that you are in a constant mode or mood of prayer. I don't know about you, but I wake up a lot at night. I'm up a lot at night. I'm up a lot last 20 years, and I haven't slept through the night. I haven't had an eight-hour sleep in 30, 35 years maybe. I don't know what it's like. I forgot what it was like. And in heaven we won't sleep, so I won't have to worry about it. But I wake up a lot and I pray. I pray for people. The Holy Spirit will put somebody on, John, I pray for you. And John, I pray for you. And as I look around this room, often the Holy Spirit will bring up people like C.W. and other folks up and, you know, bring you folks up, bring the Perez boy up, John. John Perez, where's he at? I bring up Johnny Perez, my neighbor. Bob says you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, John Perez was my neighbor, so I got to love him like myself. And if you love him, you're going to pray for him. Pray for my son, of course, and my relatives. I mean, it's kind of a given you're going to pray for your relative, right? I pray that Wallings would come down and not stay up there too long. And uh, wouldn't worry about it. The COVID infested Florida. And, you know, just pray for Jeff, man, on the road. God. You know, all as I look around here, it just floods my mind with it. But I don't actually take a formal, so much of a formal time to do that. I'm trying to do what this is. Consistently pray. Pray without ceasing. In a mode of prayer. I don't have to go to God. Kazunheit. Are you gonna are you gonna sneeze again? Is, okay, you only do one. Now my wife always does two or three. Yeah. I mean, if it's, I mean when she sneezes once, you just you just stop because you're gonna do at least one more time every gym. I got honor the other day for sneezing. I said, man, you sneezed last. She said, you've never been around me much. And I began to meditate on that. And I said, you know, we haven't been around each other much. Most of our lives we spent apart. She worked, I worked. Consistently praying. Um, number two, seriously asking. Supplications. I looked at the word supplication. It means to simply implore. I wouldn't say it was like the word beg. But it's close. It's an imploring. Please. Please. Help Brother Zook when he gets up there. 88-year-old man playing a guitar. Help his fingers to work. Amen. And and then I, the number three, spiritually connected. That's the statement in the spirit. So Paul said, I want to be in a, a constant mood of praying. I want to be serious about it. And I want to kind of be connected in the spirit. I don't want to... Does it do me any good to pray what Bill Lytell thinks ought to be prayed for? What's Bill Lytell know? Nothing. Nothing. The Spirit, however, does know. And the Spirit, you know not what you ought to pray as you, you know not to pray as you ought. But the Spirit itself making an intercession for groans which should not be uttered. We don't know how to pray for as we ought. It's the Spirit that makes intercession for us. And so, we have a care, the, watching there too. That's a careful looking. 
we, we look around and say to people need help. What kind of help do they need? You know, God, can you help this person? I like this in quitting. Did I spell quitting wrong? It doesn't ever look right to me. T-T-I-N-G, but that's right. Never quitting with all perseverance. That's what that phrase, all perseverance, don't quit. I, I preach a whole message on getting prayer answered. One way to get prayer answers, never quit. Now, I don't mean I don't mean pray all night, all day, all night, all day, all night, all day. I'm not that not that kind of not that kind of deal. I'm talking about a preacher wrote me the other day and asked me if I could ask one thing from God. What would you ask? I said I'd ask him for wisdom, and I wouldn't take no for an answer. Are you with me? I wouldn't take no for an answer. You can go to James chapter 1 and says you can ask wisdom which he will give you and not upbraid you for asking. So I got his permission to be so bold. When you come boldly before the throne of God, you don't come in your own boldness. You come in the boldness that God gives you. He says you can be bold. Okay, I'll be bold. But if he didn't say I can be bold, I'm not going before God, the throne of God and be bold, folks. Come on. No. But he said to be bold. He says, ask wisdom and he'll... Now, look, according to the book of Proverbs, if you've got wisdom, wisdom, that's the principal thing. And with all your wisdom, get everything else, understanding and knowledge and all this other stuff. But wisdom is the use of knowledge, how to do, the, how to do things the right way. And then lastly, he says, for all saints, he, he clips it off at the end, for all saints, broadly engaged. So don't be just praying for your family. God forbid, I feel sorry for people that are only concerned for their people, their own people. It's a sad case of affairs when we're only concerned about our own people. Let me try to verbalize it like this. I got a bus ministry when I was 18 years old, and Troy was a baby, and we used to carry him in that bus. It was, it was winter time. How many times are you going to sneeze? Two times. Okay, he's got one more going. Uh, it was. Uh, Okay, uh, it was uh, 17 below zero, running the bus, Elkhart, Indiana, real cold winter. And we're, you know, the windows have ice on the inside from breathing, and you're scraping on the inside, so you got a little hole like this, and you're driving through a little hole like this, and you got Troy's in the back. He's all wound up, except you can see his little face like this, you know, because he's, he's less than six months old. And I'm in there, we're picking up kids. We picked up 25 kids that way oftentimes on Sunday. And uh, I realized right away that those bus kids were every bit as important as my own child. Basically, who made Troy? Kathy and I did not make Troy. God made Troy. I mean, come on. Kathy and I did not make Troy. What did you do to have kids? Nothing that isn't just as natural and ordinary as humans do. But it was God that made it happen. There was a child part. is God. So, that bus kids, every bit of sweet, should be every bit of sweet to me, as valuable to me as, as my own child, Troy, and your children. Your children. 
So what happens as a Christian when you get that, when you understand that grip for God so loved the, yeah, the world, black or yellow, red or yellow, black or white, they're all precious in his sight. You say, how does that happen? It doesn't happen naturally because we're not that way naturally. We're selfish naturally. Selfless comes through the Holy Spirit. And that view comes by the, comes by God. He said, you'll notice Paul, his, his, he was broadly engaged. His view was up. Lift up your eyes under the fields for they're either white unto harvest. That was Jesus' words actually in John, but Paul picked that up. They're white unto harvest. He said, get your eyes up off of your own little family unit. Your mom and dad and your aunt and uncles and all that, get it up. I'm every bit as precious to God as your family is precious to God. Amen. That's why you are my family. You're as much my family as any family can be. In some cases, you may even treat me better than my family. Of course, I'm not talking about Troy. Paul prayed, making mention. Let me, let me give you some verses real quick. Romans 1 9 says, For God is my witness, whom I serve in my spirit and the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayer. Ephesians 1 16, he says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. 1 Thessalonians 1 2 says, We give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Philemon 1 4 says, I thank my God, making mention of you, of thee, always in my prayers. Colossians 1, 6, 1, 3, excuse me, says we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. So there's nothing wrong at night when you wake up saying, oh, Lord Jesus, help Brother Morris fix that pontoon boat. Have wisdom when he does it. Or help, help Brother Morris, you know. Um, anyways. So the, what kind of prayer requests you give is kind of who you are. It's, it's where your importance is. The kind of prayer requests that you put out there. Let me see slide five. We are, what are your prayer requests? And you are kind of what your prayer requests are. If you're always mentioning your physical condition, then your health is the most important thing in your life. Ooh, oh, I'm going to get down and dirty here for a minute. Harold Vaughn, remember him? Uh-huh, you do, don't you? This is predominantly physical requests. I'm disappointed. As a pastor, I'm disappointed. You've got way more spiritual needs than you've got physical needs. And if I may say, your spiritual needs are going to last a lot longer than your physical. Your body going to die anyway. You're doomed to die. Bound to die. Now, nothing wrong with asking about physical stuff. But it's wrong when it dominates you. In other words, your mind's about, you know, pain and suffering and all this other stuff. And not about, I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. Didn't know you came to prayer meeting for that, did you? Thought it was going to be nice. Patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. Spiritual. 
Okay, if you ask for spiritual things and what spiritual, in other words, your requests are dominantly spiritual. Well, I want to be uh, bolder in witnessing. I want to have a better memory. This is Jim Nass's prayer request. We even pray for Jim that he'd have a better memory of Scripture. That I'd be able to get up there and not freeze up. Pray for Jim and he gets up there and don't freeze up, be able to quote the Bible. Amen. When you pray for Trent out in uh, Hotchkiss, don't pray for him that he gains weight or or that he uh, is healthy. Pray for him that he has the things that Paul wanted. Yeah? Okay. It's the other thing. If you pray for your family, what's most important to you? Your family. Don't just pray for your family. I already talked about that. And then fourth, I already mentioned this. If praying for wisdom, understanding and knowledge from God is your most earnest request, I would say that's a pretty good one. Because if you got wisdom, everything else will fall in place, man. Everything else is going to happen. Uh, I think we need to take some time. And Harold Vaughn brought this up. First guy I've ever heard bring it up like that. About where are your major prayer requests is really where your values are. If it's money, job, economy, you know, then it's it's temporal. It's not all that temporal. But the spiritual stuff is eternal. And so you weigh those things. Not to look, God knows you have a need of clothing, food, shelter. He said the Gentiles seek after this stuff. But don't let that be everything on your mind. And so Areas of importance to Paul. So let me go back and review real quick. Oh, I added that on. Didn't put in my notes. Souls to. If, I mean, I, Jim. I'll tell you what. If any of you knew Jim McCullough, Jim would always be praying for souls. Always be praying for bus ride, bus souls. All oh, pray that my bus, the bus kids would come this week. Pray that there's boys and girls get saved this week. He he wore me out on that. To be honest with you. I mean, he couldn't talk about nothing. I wouldn't talk about nothing else. Wouldn't get up. When he'd get up and pray in front of the folks, it'd always be about this. And it would always be deeply spiritual things. And you almost never heard him talk about his money or finances or health or any of that, his wife's health or kids' health or none of that. It was always about the souls of all that there could be souls saved, people get right with God. And you know, we may be seeing more people saved if we did the same thing. Possible. Don't blame the preacher. Areas of importance to Paul. Well, others, we saw that in verse 18, that we pray for all saints. Personal needs from God, Ephesians 6 19. Utterance may be given. Open my mouth boldly and to make known the mystery of the gospel. And I'm going to stop there a little bit. So, we continue to pray for others, and you know I'm not going to repeat myself anymore on that. Paul mentions uh, uh, these major areas, uh, utterance may be given. Now, you'd think a man that was uh, could speak like Paul wouldn't need utterance to be given to him. But what he meant by utterance was spiritual utterance. It, it, utterance means divine expression. Uh, it, it's God speaking through you. That's what we need. We need God to come on Sunday. And speak through the preacher. I need it, and you need it. 
You don't want me up there speaking. You ain't going to get a whole lot. You're going to go home, forget it in a few minutes. But if God comes, see, God don't care what vessel. He'll go through any kind of vessel. I mean, uh, under Balaam, a donkey spoke. I mean, you know, he'll, he'll go through all kinds of vessels. You'd be willing. Um, that utterance, that God would speak in our witnessing. Boy, I need God when I witness. I need God to come and explain the gospel. I can't explain the gospel, but I can, I can give the gospel. But to explain it to the individual has to be done from inside. The Holy Spirit and him are doing that. The Bible says they open their eyes. The Bible says that God of this world has blinded the eyes of them that believe not. And so what the Holy Spirit does is open the eyes of them that believe not so they can understand the gospel and be saved. And it happened to all you people in this room that got saved. You may remember when your eyes got opened. You saw yourself lost and undone, and Christ is your Savior. You said, I need to be saved. And you prayed and got saved. By the way, God wants to save you. He's all over it. And then he says, that I may, that I may open my mouth boldly. I mean, boldness? Boldness? Paul, boldness? One of the most bold people maybe ever walked a planet. I have in my notes here, we are cowards within. Kill the coward. Kill the coward. That's what you pray for. God, kill the coward within me because I'm just a sissy boy and a scaredy cat. When it comes, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, well, boy, they're gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna speak well of me, or they're not gonna this, and a hundred different reasons the old devil and the old flesh, that the world, the flesh, and the devil bring up when you try to talk about Jesus. Man, I mean, everything's coming against trying to. And so you, you've heard it. You've all heard it. You know the coward. Kill the coward. <laughs> Don't all rush me at once. To make known the mystery of the gospel. Third thing he wanted to do. Nobody is the gospel good. It's the best, isn't it? Doesn't do a person a bit of good if they don't hear it. Doesn't do anybody any good if they don't hear it. Got to hear the gospel. That's why our name is Gospel Baptist Church. It says a lot of who we are. Uh, gospel Baptist Church. And so. We need to give the, and really one of our prime directors or focus of gospel is to give the gospel. It makes sense, right? Everybody wants to call us Gospel Light Baptist Church, especially you North Carolinians. Gospel Light Baptist Church because the Gospel Light Baptist Church is Bobby, Bobby uh, Robertson. Yeah, Bobby Robertson. Is he dead yet? Is he going to heaven yet? Bobby got to go. Man, how old was he when he went? 90-something? Man, he was up there. He was up there. I didn't know if Bobby's ever going to go. But uh, Bobby Robertson, I've been up there. It was a beautiful work he had. He had a, I forgot how many buses they were running, about 100 buses, I think, picking boys and girls up for so many years. So it says we have the secret. We have a mystery, the mystery of the gospel. The word mystery means secret. The gospel is a mystery. It is a secret on how to get to heaven. How to have peace with God. It's a mystery. It's a secret. You could say, I gotta, I like to tell you a secret. People are like, okay, what is it? Jesus died for you. 
Well, then Paul repeats it in verse 20 there. We finish up, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. He asks again about speaking boldly. We're God's ambassador. I like 2 Corinthians 5.20 where it says, now, now then when we're ambassadors of Christ, as though God did beseech you by me. Now think of what that said. As though God did beseech you by me or through me. Ooh, that's an ambassador. You know, ambassador represents the whole country. Ambassador to a country is a high honor. When you are an ambassador to China, or an ambassador to Russia, or an ambassador to Europe, you are a representative of the United States of America. And you ought to act like it, right? You ought to dress like it, act like it, walk like it, talk like it. It is a dignified, high-level position that you've been given to represent all these people. Well, God's given us a bigger one than that, bigger. We represent Him to the people around us and to those that we're an ambassador for Christ. As though God beseech, did beseech <laughs> though God did beseech you by us, we pray you, and Christ said, be reconciled to God. We preach reconciliation. We have made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So as ambassadors, we need to speak what God speaks, no less, no more. Compromise is speaking less than what God says, and radicalism is speaking more than what God says, and you don't want to err in either way. You want to be balanced, right? As we preached a message on that a while back, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so if I, I, I finish with this question. If Paul needed these things, how much more do we need them? These are Paul's personal prayer requests. Oh, Lord knows I need them. And you know what? God wants to answer your prayer. Sometimes we approach God as if He's a hard, hard head and a hard case, and don't want to really answer. And we got to do so. We got to jump through all these hoops. God's looking forward to answering your prayer. He, it says, it says the prayers of the saints are, are the delight of the Lord. The the, the 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 delight of Him. Delight's big. I don't make my go back to my woman. It's not often that I delight her. I make her happy a lot. But I don't delight her. Delight. When's the last time you delighted somebody? Delight is big. It's like, woo, wow. It's like when I beat Vera at that board game we play. It delights me. And when I lose, like the last time I played, I was last. It depresses me. And I wonder, why am I over here playing this game so I can go home and feel bad? Like Brother Jimmy? Like that's right. Why would you ever want to lose? It's a hard loser, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy's a hard loser. But you need to have him over, beat him real good, and help him over it. God wants to, wants to give you your prayer request tonight. Now, I told the story too many times. That's what you get when you got an old guy. We're having a prayer meeting like this. It was a serious thing. And we had prayer, years ago, we had a lot of prayer requests, and I quit them. I quit them because of what I ran into. A woman raised her hand. She says, Please pray that my foot gets better because I want to go to Disneyland next week. I just wanted to throw up and leave. I thought, God forbid, we got people going to hell. 
And you want to, you're worried about going to Disneyland? Oh, it made me mad. I got furious mad. So what did I do? I cut out prayer requests. So if you want a prayer request now, pretty much you got to go to Wendy and give it to her. She filters it. If it's bad, we won't put it in. No, no she doesn't. But she'll put your prayer request in unless it's ridiculous. You know, pray for my big toe or something like that. We ain't putting that in. But it was, uh, you know, we put them in. Look at it. We put them in. But if you, would you do me a favor? I only got a couple months left in my 60s. Would you do me a favor and start calling Wendy with a lot more prayer requests that are spiritual? Would you please? If just every one of you did one, Wendy, we'd fill a whole page of spiritual requests instead of having two lines. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll call Harold Vaughn and I'll say, man, that preaching you did, that helped us out. Father, thank you for your kindness to us. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Oh, we need wisdom and understanding and knowledge of the Bible. Help us to memorize the Bible. Help us to be photographically in our mind that when we look at the world and the devil comes at us and whispers in our ear, we may be able to bring up spiritual, spiritual answers with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Help us to be bold as a lion. In Jesus' name. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.